0: hero Welcome into uh, episode number 14 of Lemon on the Edge. Uh Ooh. this is a uh, I'm, I'm your host, Lane Lemon. I'm here with uh, both Kellen Conley and Ryan Richards. Kellen, Kellen how you doing tonight?
1: I'm, I'm good, man. How, how are you guys doing tonight?
0: Are you good, Ryan? I'm just excited to talk basketball. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is NBA Finals finally here. Playoff.
1: Is that tonight? Is is that tomorrow? Like, it just snuck up on me out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, they haven't played in, what, a week? That's right, though. The... the- the, the playoffs started it seems like 2 months ago right close to that <laughs> so but we're Very finally close. here the anticlimactic climactic playoffs no lebron um, but it's been it's honestly been pretty fun to watch uh, the east was a good a good top 4 teams that really used to, if any if nothing else you didn't really know who was going to win as to where you know the past eight years it's been okay well lebron's there so we're just going to assume he's going to win kind of like right years in the west uh just kind of move them ahead until we see otherwise uh um, yep. so i mean it's been a very entertaining playoffs. So not gonna lie it has been fun um kind of wish the rockets would have put up more fight more of a fight uh, when kd went out against
1: the warriors I hate the Rockets. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Speaking of, we're going to mainly focus on the finals tonight, but the uh, Rockets are talking about breaking down the team. Everybody's available except James Harden, even Chris Paul.
1: Of course they are, because that, that's what they're going to do. They, they gave it their best try, and, every, and Chris Paul once again got exposed as not being as great of a player as... Everyone claims he is. Here comes Kellen's hatred of Chris Paul. Oh, it's coming. (laughs) James Harden is a scoring machine who is very young Jordan esque in his way of putting up points but not coming through in big moments. And here we are. So, well, the interesting
0: thing about that is Chris Paul's contract is so terrible. Yeah. That they're going to have to get rid of some role players just to get rid of that contract because. You know, he's aging, he's getting up there, and, and if he's not going to produce like that, no one's going to want to take on that contract for an aging role player.
1: And they shouldn't because, I mean, he passed up the Supermax deal to get out of um, L.A., and then he, he took this chance in Houston, and honestly, they came super close last year. I'm not going to lie that they almost did defeat Golden State, but obviously they didn't. They His hamstring acted up on him, and he couldn't – he couldn't play in those final two games, and it made all the difference in the world. And then, uh, obviously, the Warriors went on to win the title last year against LeBron again. But this year, everybody was hoping that it'd be different, but it was just more the same. They hung in there for a second, but then the Warriors just have the other switch that they're able to turn on, and that's why they're in the finals again.
0: That's right. They're here again without KD for, was it the whole Portland series?
1: Yeah, he missed the entire Portland series
0: entire Portland series and he is out for game 1. Uh we still have Boogie Cousins uh questionable for game 1,
1: which is nuts. I can't believe Boogie is that close to being back. I had no idea. That's how out of out of this I am that I didn't know Boogie was that close.
0: Yeah, I mean it it could be a all a show. He could be very far away. I mean, they could just be putting on a show for the for game 1 of the finals just yeah. trying to
2: watch <laughs> Steve Curry play or Steve Kerr play him 10
0: to 15 minutes. <laughs> it doesn't even matter or he won't play at all and he's not even close to back from injuries right uh, so i mean they could just be playing hay games just trying to get messed with nick nurse the new coach for uh for toronto um but toronto actually does have the home court advantage uh in the series so um so it's interesting to see because toronto's i mean they they honestly i would say have a better crowd and and fan base than golden state even uh Toronto's one of the most ferocious, you know, fan bases there are. Um, so I'm excited to see if the – because I, I know, you know, Toronto's going to be lit tomorrow for, for game one. Oh, my goodness. amazing,
1: Oh, that's right. The Warriors don't have home court.
0: They don't have home court, which is one thing that gives, gives me – I always want to have the itch to root against the Warriors and, and okay. believe that they're going to lose, but it's hard to. Um, the absence of Durant obviously makes it easier – but obviously, game, home court, you know, in Cleveland, it's okay. Blah blah blah. But Toronto, they they really show out for their team. Um,
1: oh my goodness, yes. And
0: you know, Drake will be right there, courtside, along uh, along with the guy that wears the turban,
1: <laughs> the guy that wears the turban.
0: That always he's always ba- he's always on the baseline in every game. He's he's a super fan. But uh, but yeah. I don't know. I try and want to, I kinda of wanna give uh Toronto a chance. Kawhi Leonard's playing an amazing uh probably in the argument for the best player in the league has to be at this point in the uh in the discussion, in my opinion. What do you think
1: about that, Ryan? Kawhi best I, player in the league. I do wanna throw in there that the turban guy's name is Nav Batia, apparently. Yeah. Just so we're not calling him Turban guy the whole episode. Oh,
2: true.
0: <laughs> no, I read an article about him today. Uh he's he's an entrepreneur. Uh he came over uh, to Toronto or he came over to Canada and he bought, he worked at a car dealership and he set the record for most sales of cars, like in a three month span. And he ended Absolutely. up buying, he ended up buying the dealership and now he owns a few and he's That's bought great. season tickets, uh, for the last, how I don't know, however many years. Uh, and even on top of that, like 18 he takes years or something. Yeah. And even on top of that, uh, he, he pays for extra tickets to bring, uh, immigrants in to watch toronto raptors games. so it's really amazing what he does uh, wow the commitment that he's had to that organization i mean that's amazing and he's a super fan and i respect him definitely like i did not mean anything negative towards that whatsoever Oh, i didn't think him. so i he's, just wanted to
1: get his name in the pot <laughs>
0: absolutely yeah i appreciate that yeah he uh he's definitely uh done a lot for that that organization and obviously he's he's in it for the right
2: reasons um back to what you said about Kawhi, I don't think he's gonna look like the best player with Iguodala guarding him if he comes back.
0: Yeah, uh that's that's a with great Iguodala's point. Size. You've seen we've seen it before, Igadala on LeBron uh in the finals.
2: I mean Golden State's defensive size and the way they pass the ball naturally on offense. It's incredibly difficult to stop. It's an art. It really is an art. Uh,
1: I don't know, man. Kawhi has Surprisingly, I mean, unsurprisingly and surprisingly, everybody expected Kawhi to be healthy and do really well in Toronto this season. Obviously, he's carried his Raptors team who could never cut it against uh, LeBron in the East to the finals. But this is like a whole new level for Kawhi. Like, I feel like we've seen him take a huge leap in these playoffs. Like in at one point, like I said, you expect it because he is a superstar and MVP candidate a few seasons ago. But then now, just to see him put this team on his back and really just be like, all right, I'm out of San Antonio. I don't know if I'm staying, but you know what? I'm going to do what I can. And just to see him do what people expect a Russell Westbrook to be able to do or a James Harden be able to do, and they put them on pedestals all the time. To see Kawhi actually do that, even with Iguodala being one of the greatest defensive players um, to play in the Finals, um, because yes, we saw what he did against LeBron a few seasons ago. But also um, but,
2: three years ago, by the
1: way. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was three years ago. More efficiently than those other players. Yeah, four years ago even when he won three the finals MVP. Um I, I just don't I don't think Iggy makes too much of a difference And this Toronto crowd is gonna be really wild, man. So
0: And we've seen Iggy this this playoffs, uh, disappear at points so yeah he may be a different player he is three years older which he was he was arguably aging whenever he did that uh won that finals mvp is very surprising no one expected that uh, mm-hmm. of, all the, of all the playmakers on that team for him to win that uh but additionally for Kawhi, i mean we've seen this before he has a he has a finals mvp he has a finals victory uh with the spurs so that to me tells me we've i mean he's done that before he's been there before he's ready for the moment. But it's really gonna depend on first off, he wasn't playing this Warriors team whenever he won his last title. <laughs> playing LeBron, like not gonna say it wasn't a great team, but he was not playing this Warriors team, number one. And number two, he had three Hall of Famers on that team with him.
1: Right. And and the Heat yeah. were super beat up when the Spurs beat him because this that was yeah. the rematch of the 13 finals. And LeBron cramped up in the first game. Wade's knees were betraying him at that point. And Bosch just didn't have a good series at all, and it just wasn't enough for them to even compete with like uh, and the Spurs back then.
0: Yeah. So I'm not saying that, you know, it's it's equal, but Toronto has some role players that if Van Vliet can step up. Norman Powell's been hitting the three. Van Vliet there's like a What's Danny
2: Green gonna do for him
0: too? Danny if Danny Green comes out of a slump, then it might be a series.
2: <laughs> Green actually has an NBA Finals record 27 threes from 2013 when he was with the Spurs. Yeah.
1: Very good point.
2: I remember that season he was lights out and it just not,
0: it isn't there anymore. He doesn't have that confidence. Uh, he that doesn't he, have pop anymore. That's what it was. And hopefully, I mean, they're going to give him the shots. They're going to, I mean, he's going to start because of his defense, uh, his defensive abilities and his size. So he's got us. He's got to play because they've got, uh, because of the guards of golden state, um, I think he can lock, not lock down Steph. I don't know if that's possible, but I think he can contain Steph in a couple games uh, if if he can contribute on the offensive end enough to keep to keep it worth having him on the floor. Um, so that's going to be a key to the series. Is if uh, a three hit, a three drops or two or three threes a game drop, that changes the fact that he can be on the floor and still be a threat and spread out Golden State's defense for Kawhi and Siakam to drive. And kick out. So yeah, obviously, yeah. Danny Green's a huge key player. Norman Powell, yep. Van Vleet. I mean, these guys that come out here and can shoot one for nine. If they do that, the game's over.
2: I mean, that's it. Well, that if say Gasol makes his six or seven threes that he takes, right? But every game.
0: But another thing with Gasol, you got to think. You know, we've got. To, we, let's look at the how Golden State I mean, really he has, that many, but has done. He probably should what Golden State does to teams, they make them go small. They eventually take the big man off the floor, and they just they they kill you with ball movement. So if you have a big man out there with the ball movement, they'll screen and uh, screen and roll you, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll eat you alive. So you've got to take okay, Mark. How many minutes can Mark Gasol really play in this series? Uh, can he defend the pick and roll? I mean, he's fun, he's a fundamentally sound big man, um, but it's going to be tough for him. To, and I'm interested to see what Nick Nurse does, if he really rotates more Ibaka in and only plays you know, Gasol 20, 25 minutes a game, if that, and he plays Ibaka more like 30, and, th- and things like that, just to get, get more athletic, more agile guys in there to, to defend the pick and roll. I'll be playing
2: Powell 35.
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking I'll, I'm looking at the roster now and they they have been using an eight man rotation as most teams do. But I feel like especially in game one, I feel like we're going to see a lot of different lineups out there. If if things aren't going well and they're trying and trying to stop a run, the Toronto that is, or trying to even start a run. I feel like they may play with the lineup some, especially with going smaller. Um and trying to match up with Golden State, which I think is a terrible idea on their part if they if they do try to play Golden State's game because we all know how that ends. So right. I, I could see – I could definitely see um, Toronto t- trying out some different lineups and playing some players that haven't seen a lot of time in game one just to see if they can get a spark going, especially if Golden State just starts – comes out, lights out, and starts bombing on them.
0: Yeah. Well, Toronto's key to game one is to control the pace of the game and not let it get out of hand, not let it get to a run-and-gun game because Toronto, as Ryan pointed out earlier, uh, that the Golden State, you said, has, what,
2: 116.9 points per game this postseason? Per 16.4 per 100 possessions. Per 100
0: possessions wow. per season, which is amazing. Uh, and that's the highest in the postseason. However, Toronto has held teams under 100 more than twice as much as any other team this postseason.
2: And do you even think it matters that Toronto is two and zero in the regular season against Golden State this year? It
0: no, no, it does not matter at all because the, the regular season is a scrimmage. The compared first to the game first
2: winning it overtime, like one hundred and thirty-one to one twenty-eight. Uh, yeah. I still don't That's think true. that matters. on out, but KD having fifty-one. So cool. yeah, so I, don't think KD's I mean have another fifty-one game. More.
0: We're here. What are we here to do? 51. We're here to talk sports, and we're doing it for what reasons? Because we're gonna watch Game One, and we're gonna see what happens. We're
1: gonna one hundred percent
0: if Toronto comes out with a fight. If they come out trying to say, "All right, you're in our house. You're gonna play our game," and we're gonna hope we hit our shots, and that's it. That's that's what it's gonna come down to. And we'll see, because you know, even if even if Toronto hits all their shots, Golden State can still win. Yeah. And um, that's the scary thing about it. But we, you know, in things like this, I'd like to have, you know, more optimism and, and think, thoughts that it's going to be a competitive series. But things have to go right. And it can happen for Toronto because of their crowd and because of their home court advantage. If they can win the, the first two games at home, then we're, and everybody is, is I guarantee game three is going to be the highest rated finals game in a while.
1: Oh, so that, uh, 100%. Yeah. But you know, it's 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 all because it's not Golden State in Cleveland for the first time in three seasons. No, four seasons has it. Oh, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 18? Oh my God! Yeah, four seasons four without seasons. State. Well, Cleveland's not in the finals, which is yeah obvious call from the would, beginning.
2: Uh, my bold call would be Draymond getting in foul trouble early, and Golden State being in trouble with him on the bench with three fouls in the first quarter.
1: I gotta say, uh, I see, you all I really love what Golden State turned themselves back into once KD went out, though.
0: Oh, dude, it was back to the old days. I agree 100%.
1: My favorite Warriors version, like, uh, I I was never a big fan of KD coming on board, but I love the 15 Warriors and the 16 Warriors. Like, those teams are just fun to watch. And that's why it was always hard for me to hate the Warriors, even as they piled up championships and added KD and stuff. It's like at the heart of that, it's it's Kerr, Curry, Clay. And Draymond really, and then they built upon that that base, and to see them go back to that and be so successful and wipe out that Trailblazers team who had all the momentum rolling into that series after defeating Denver the way they did, they were tired, yeah. But at the same time, you just thought that Portland would have a little bit more fight in them, and they just wiped Portland off the face of the of the Western Conference.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they they play the most fundamental, beautiful basketball. You know, especially when Katie's out, because when Katie's in, you uh, Katie's playing, you get a lot of ISO, you get a lot of that. Whenever he's out, they move the ball beautifully. They get role players involved, and the role players are so easily accessible to the basket and they score well because of the ball movement, because they know where to go. And, it's, mm-hmm. and Steve Curry, you have to give him props. I saw today, I mean, come on, man. And the last, and I think it's the last four years or whatever, they've lost one playoff series and it was the finals against the cats
1: yeah and that was a
0: series in four years
1: a monumental task that cleveland was just ready for man because every nobody would have nobody going into that series said cleveland had a chance and after game five no one thought or even game four no one thought cleveland had a chance that's my
0: second favorite sports memory of all time before right right behind the Cubs in the World Series.
1: I was about to say it has to be the Cubs. If it's not the Cubs, what's wrong with you? <laughs>
0: yeah, right now the Cubs are on the World Series. That's it. That's one and two right there. But regardless, and I also want to point out, I've been a Draymond hater in the past. If you've listened to "Limit on the Edge" before, you understand. I not liked him. I dislike Draymond. I don't appreciate the way he plays. I appreciate his heart, his hustle. Blah blah blah. The what he said in the last two weeks. And press conferences, and the way he's played in the playoffs, staying out of trouble, keeping his head on straight, I completely and utterly respect Draymond so much more than I have ever in the past, simply because of the fact that he's really just realizing. I think it's since he's had kids, because he was talking the other day in an interview about how, uh, you know, he he sees his kid playing around the house, and his kids, he'll dunk the ball, and he'll start screaming and running around, and (laughs) He said he said that he would his his son would shoot a basket and then flop. And he said, well, he, said he said it bothered him. He said that bothered him. He said I, he said at that very second I realized how impressionable my kids are on what I'm doing at this time. And he said I need to set a better example for them. And I've always been a critic of him because he's out there and he's screaming and he's always he complains about every call I've watched every Golden State game this postseason, and he has been a different player this postseason. He's been a team player. He's been mic'd up seeing Jordan Bell missing a dunk, and he's over there saying, Jordan Bell, hey, I missed one, he missed one, he missed one, and he missed one, so what are you worrying about that for? Right. Being a team player. He's being a leader. He's being what he needs to be for that franchise to be as successful as possible, and he's earning all the money he's about to get.
1: Yeah, 100%. Because
0: he is he has changed his mindset. And I've always, like I said, I've always respected his motor, and I've always respected his drive to play the game the with intensity and everything like that. But I've never respected him as a man because of the way he's acted on the floor until now. And he said, even today, he's dedicated to his greatness, and he's always believed that he's the greatest defender in the league. Because if if you if you can become that, you have to always have believed that you are that.
2: He's also had four straight double doubles with 35 assists against Portland.
1: Holy crap!
0: (laughs) Four straight double doubles with probably what two triple doubles mixed in. Playing unselfishly. Thirty-five as a cog in the machine. And it's just I I I just wanted to make that a point that you know the dude is a different player. He's a different guy this season, and that has saved what seemed to be everyone kind of panicked whenever Katie went out. Yeah, because he went out. Yeah, because he went out game what five of the or game he went out middle game six of the.
1: Or no, it was Game Five of the Rockets series. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was mid-series. I panicked more when I saw Steph's finger.
2: <laughs>
0: true, yes, yeah, true, true. But I mean, people were panicking about that. But literally, the the glue that's holding it all together. I mean, Steph's playing great; he's playing amazing. Um, but but Draymond's the glue holding it all together, and that's going to keep him in Golden State if they have anything to say about it. And I, I think he wants to stay there. I think they want to keep their core there. Clay, I don't think is leaving. Steph is a you know warrior for life. That's kind of again.
1: Don't, I don't think Clay's leaving anymore either because I, I believe it was on this show last fall where I said I thought Clay would leave. But yep, I remember that. I think K, I think KD is definitely going, um, and I really feel like yeah, if he's gone, gone. I feel like Draymond and and Clay will take the necessary pay cuts to make it work and keep that core yeah, together. Exactly.
2: It's gonna matter. It's gonna still rain a number of threes. <laughs>
0: I think Katie leaves. I think it's still gonna it's still gonna be the Warriors in the West. Um, and but I, I'm gonna really be more excited if Katie leaves, just because I think it makes them beatable. Depending on who Katie teams up with, because you know,
2: he's not going somewhere by himself. 180 goes to the Lakers. Watch out!
1: I I've done oh. such a 180 on, man. KD, man. It, it, it's crazy.
2: goes to the Lakers.
0: I felt the same way about KD Make from the a jump. Pound. As soon as he went to the Warriors, I don't respect him, but I respect his game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, the thing with me was I didn't like to move the, to to, uh, the to uh, Golden State because they just lost OKC to them. <laughs> I, he started to gain my respect once he got became more vocal because for years KD was in OKC and didn't say much. He let his game do the talking. And then once he got to Golden State, he's just like, I don't care. I'm gonna say what I want to say, and I respected that. I found him to be entertaining and stuff, and and it was like he was telling the truth. But then he just, there was this point where it's like, okay, I'm defending myself and I'm speaking my truth, and this is what I wanted to do, and it's like, cool, I'm with you there. But then he's just going so overboard and become just such a almost a bully in a way, yeah. where he's seeking he's seeking people out just to argue with them. And that's the part of KD I, I can't stand. And I feel like he really is detracting away from the greatness of what the Warriors have built over these past five seasons.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I the thing I don't like about KD is I get the fact, okay, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I don't care what you have to say. And I understand that, and I appreciate that, that you are your own man. You're going to do what you want to do. But there – when it comes to life decisions and when it comes to sports, I think there's a different moral code that you hold, mm-hmm. and it's just you don't you don't stack. I mean, I understand. Okay, LeBron went there, blah 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 blah. We can talk about that all day, but the dude went to we've talked about a hundred times seventy three and nineteen or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, seventy three and nine now it.
0: Yeah, so. You went to a 73-9 team after they just beat you. Like, I can't respect you after that. I can't. There's no way for me to, at that point, respect you unless you literally, at this point, go play in Orlando next year and try and and do your own thing there. Like, if you're trying to do something, okay, I can then begin to try and start. But I know he's not going to do that. He's going to do exactly what he did as soon as he finds somebody that wants to do it with him. And now he's going to do it with someone different that isn't already established and go somewhere like the Nets or the Knicks with probably Kyrie. And yeah. he's, going to, he's going to try and build something there and then say, oh, I built this. No, you were you were literally drafted into a great position with a questionable point guard. And then they traded away the guard, whatever. But you don't got to go to, You don't have to go to Golden State. Jordan might as well have joined Monster Squad. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's like Jordan mid mid movie, just saying, "All right, I'm switching teams."
1: I'm a monster now, guys.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I I when I on the podcast on Hyphenation, I compared it to um. Like, if Jordan in the 90s and stuff, like when he was losing to the Pistons and him being like, you know what, just trade me to the Pistons because I can't beat him. That's exactly what it felt like when Katie KD...
2: Thomas beat his ass.
1: Yeah, he did for years. Yep. But you know what? Jordan overcame and he got over the hump and he finally beat him on his own. Yeah, Katie KD... still,
2: still couldn't shoot a three.
1: What's that got to do with it? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We're okay. way, way off track. I'm still so lost. What, what happened?
0: But uh, but anyways, we're are we gonna do uh, do predictions for the series? I think it's kind of hard to predict this series. Oh yeah, know who's playing
1: when. Um, Either Ryan, way, do right you? Now, oh, sorry, my bad, Ling. Go ahead.
0: Oh, the way it is now, I'm still going. I no, think Warriors Toronto takes one of the first two games but loses in five still. Okay. Gotcha. I don't think it's, I don't think it's worse if KD comes back and they don't take one of the first
2: two games.
1: Right. Ryan, I want to hear what your take is on the series.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh, I think the Warriors in six.
1: Warriors in six. No, No hope for Toronto, huh, guys?
2: Nope. I don't think so.
1: Ah, uh, man.
2: The movement is going to be too much. I don't think they can sustain on just Kawhi's scoring ability. And yeah. With Golden State's defense, with Draymond doing his thing, as long as everyone's staying healthy. Even if I think if KD comes back, it's still irrelevant at this point. Okay. I think it's going to show.
1: I, I have to agree, guys. No surprise here. Um... I want this to be a really competitive series because after the past few years of watching the Cavs struggle in four and five in the past years to even try to compete with Golden State, I'd love to see this just go seven games and it just be an all-out war with seven close games and everything. But the, the thing is, I feel like there will be at least one Kawhi game where he's just unstoppable or he hits another clutch shot or something. I feel like Kawhi gets them, the Toronto at least one. Um, if the, if they don't get KD and Boogie and Igodala all back out on the floor, um, I feel like they could even win two to three games. But ultimately, the core is still intact. Um, I, I really, truly think we got a Warriors in six.
0: Yeah, that's – I mean I went five, you know. I just think K D probably comes back game three. But or he might not come back at all and they'll just win it and he'll just ride off into the sunset with his right. third, third ring, not doing anything for it. But
1: does anyone think that he that uh that he would purposely sit out like even if he gets cleared and like I mean obviously Absolutely. why risk it when you're about to be a free agent? Absolutely I'd go and say two o or something.
0: Yeah, I, I I thought that since I mean If we're talking down 0-2, I could see him coming back just to, you know, juice in the narrative of them coming back and possibly winning. Right. He would definitely come back just to raise his own personal stock of his legacy.
1: Of course he would.
0: But if they go up 1-1, 2-0, I don't think he'll come back even if he's healthy. There's no reason for it. I don't see Boogie Cousins really even playing in the whole series. Um, I think they're really just going to play it by ear. Unless they go down, they're not going to. They're not really going to play them.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I feel the same way. Like I, there's no reason to risk it. I feel like there's enough talent on the floor. Where... How sad is
0: that? How sad is that that we're like, oh, we don't need a player. Two of our best players. Just we'll just win the NBA Finals without them.
1: It, it. It's it's crazy. <laughs> we will just silly. run out
0: Jordan Bell and and Quinn Cook, and we'll we'll, we'll take some more rings. Thank you um
1: do you do you think that possibly uh does it tarnish well here here's a question for you let me let me direct it this way since we've all all called warriors so obviously we all think Kevin Durant's leaving the summer where do you guys like now that he's went and he'll probably have three rings at the end of this where does Kevin Durant rank for you? Like, do you feel like this whole odyssey to Golden State has hurt his career? Have you – have? do you think, like, as far as his legacy goes, like in your personal opinions of KD, like, how do you feel about KD now? I know we've already all disagreed that he shouldn't have went to Golden State, but do you think it hurts him ultimately if he goes and gets the three w- rings and then never wins another NBA championship? Absolutely
0: it does. Uh, I think he's always going to be viewed as one of the most dangerous scorers in league history. Um but there's been a lot of guys that have been have that label, and we don't remember as greatest of all times, and the, or even in the conversation all or Iverson. the top ten. Allen Iverson, exactly. Uh, just just different kind of guys that we put in that category. Russell Westbrook's going to be one Tracy of those guys. McGrady. Tracy McGrady, you know. Yeah. People. That, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: people that just you know they were ama- Excuse me, amazing to watch, impossible to stop whenever they were on potentially even Kawhi Leonard, um, things like Ooh.
2: that. Yeah.
0: So, so I think that definitely he has to win another title somewhere where he goes, even if it's with two other All-Stars again.
2: It's not going to be in New York. Um,
0: though. I think if he goes to the Nets, I think the Nets are going to be really, really good next year. But that's, that's something for the next podcast when we How decide he where he's going. But regardless of that, yes, I, I think it definitely tarnishes his record. Uh, I think that he has to win another title because he's not really done anything for this I mean he's done a little bit for this one, but if he doesn't play, he's not gonna have done anything for the third one. Yeah, he's won two MVPs, but it's like literally putting him out there in practice whenever you have two three other all stars on the floor at the same time ready to spot up and shoot so you can't double team K D Yeah. The only thing Golden State needs off of the bench
2: is what passers. Yeah. Dude, it's it's you, just need people 100%. To pass the
0: ball. If you put LeBron on where KD's at right now, I think he would average a triple double, probably average fifteen, fifteen, and fifteen. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's just like the pressure, well the, the pressure. Either that or Steph Curry would make more threes. He'd probably double the three record in one season. <laughs> <laughs> it really, wouldn't be
1: fair. It yeah. sounds like somebody needs to turn on two K and see what happens. Exactly. I, I don't
0: think. I don't think. I don't think two K allows that tree.
1: Have to do it before uh, you load the season. It'll never
0: happen. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I would say it tarnishes his record for sure. Um, But
2: who
1: cares? (laughs)
2: It's just Kevin Durant. Horns down. I think Steph Curry will end up with a better legacy.
1: Oh, I mean Steph. Steph, like. Steph's career is already impeccable. Like yeah. there, there's nothing that can be done. So if people try to knock him, be like, he hasn't come up big in playoff games. Like he answered all those questions in the Portland series. If there's any doubt about what he could do, like he destroyed Lillard and McCollum mm-hmm. in, in that series. Toys and he toyed with them, yeah. And then people are like, oh, he doesn't have a finals MVP. Like, are you kidding me? The man's it's got three rings. He's
0: it. ignorant. The, the stuff, literally just everything he's done for the organization, he's built. He has been the centerpiece of the greatest, okay, the greatest franchise or the greatest, uh uh not franchise, but dynasty.
1: Dynasty, that yeah.
0: That we're going to ever see. I don't care. Like,
1: I mean i really- it's already up there with the Patriots dynasty for me.
2: We'll get, they'll yeah. go at least six or seven more
0: years in a row. Exactly, the because and we're
2: we'll talk about more on top of that. Are we halfway through yet? If you talk about more on top of that, that's just Are we halfway through? I don't know that's a crazy conversation to have at this point. Yo,
1: know, they might all they might be down. able to win eight, man, before it's all said and done. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Unbelievable! Like,
0: obviously, yeah. Just to think of the, what the Bulls did—that's amazing as well. So that they're clearly probably still number one until we see how long this dynasty lasts. Um, but, but that's another conversation to have, and that's why we have more podcasts. Indeed,
1: I, Ryan, I want to know why you said Jordan can't shoot threes, though. <laughs> What's he that got 30, to-
2: He shot like thirty percent for a long time.
1: Well, yeah, but but no one ever
0: says anything negative about Michael Jordan. That's why.
1: Okay, well, it was a different league then. But no, Jordan did not shoot threes very well. But then if you look at the rest of the league, nobody else is shooting threes really well either. That wasn't like Reggie Miller.
0: If he had to, he probably would have. Yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) He didn't have to. So why did he?
1: I thought we were going to have a LeBron versus Jordan debate because then I was going to be like, "I, I think LeBron's better. So we can just end that right now. Yeah, like,
2: it's one of the only flaws you can use to downplay his ability in today's game, given all the athleticism that's so prevalent in many things. Yeah, are. but you,
0: yeah, we can we can have cross conversations from different generations all night, but it's hard. It, it's hard, man, because you. What do you need to adjust? You just need that winner's mentality. You need to have that beast mentality. You need to be yeah, able, like have be, be in the gym. Win, working, working on what you need to work on, and exactly he had that. So he's a great, one of he's probably the
2: best. I don't know. I know I, I'm, I'm too young. I, I still think LeBron has that in him too, and you'll see him in the finals again.
1: He better get back to the finals, man. If you make this LA move, and there goes back to the finals, I'll be so sad for him.
2: AD, AD is going to happen.
1: You think AD is going to happen? I, I don't. I don't. The Lakers are got to be doing some. They gotta be doing a lot of apologizing because that whole front office in New Orleans is mad at them.
0: You know who hey, I heard today? What you hear to today? Go. There go. I heard today. Bradley Beal. It's a conversation being had right now.
1: Ooh, he had a great year last year without John Wall. They're,
0: they're talking. They're talking possibly. <laughs> they're talking possibly the fourth pick, Alonzo, and either Kuzma or Ingram
2: for yeah. Beal. Give me Rondo, Brad Beal, LeBron, uh, AD, and. Uh, Zubac. <laughs> Zubac.
1: Man. Jeff and The Goat.
0: Mini Goat. No, they're all on one-year deals, man. Is Rondo even coming back?
1: Rondo said that he said something a while back that if something didn't happen, he wouldn't come back. I don't, I forget what the stipulation was, but I think, bummer,
0: I think he's waiting
1: to see what they do in free agency before he uh. anything. Don't when does that start? big enough in L.A. It starts, doesn't it start early this year? Like, I feel not like available. it's no, not July no, 1st. Bro.
0: It literally starts like six hours or, or eight, 12 hours earlier. Ladies.
1: Oh, wow. That was generous of them.
0: Yeah. It's because they want to do it in prime time.
1: It should start the day after the NBA final, yeah, after yes. the, the victory parade.
0: Dude, it should start as Just soon free for as, all. As soon as the fourth quarter buzzer ends and the series is over, we should see Kevin Durant in the postgame interview saying, I'm going to the
1: Nets. <laughs> See you guys later. I'm going to go get on my burner Twitter account now.
0: Right. All right, well, that'll probably wrap us up for the evening. Uh thank you for uh for listening. We'll be back hopefully sooner rather than later uh with another podcast.
1: Yeah, man. Maybe,
0: maybe during the series after the first couple games, we'll go over the first couple games and then we'll have a better picture of who's playing, who's not playing and and uh what the game plans are so we'll break that down next episode um, thanks for joining us Again, my name is lane with ryan richards and uh my boy kellen conley sup y'all i mean bye y'all bye y'all <laughs>